Good morning, family and friends. I um, I just been sitting here this morning reading about Joseph and uh, you know how how what Joseph Joseph went through and and how he got out of the pit that he was thrown into. And um, I'm actually going to try to speak a message on it. I'm going to do my best to, but. Just as I began to read it, I was thinking back on my own pit and uh, and what that felt like and, and how hard it was. And uh, so as I give this message, my mind is recalling the pit that I myself came out of, um, which was at a, a very low point in my life when my daughter had passed away in uh, the year 2010. And I was so broken. I was so in such a pit of despair. I really didn't know if I could go on, if I could even live. And unless you've ever lost a, a child, you probably wouldn't know the feeling quite like that. You may know it in other ways. There are all sorts of pits that we can be in. But for me, that was a very deep pit. It was a place that I probably said over and over again, I feel like my heart is broken in a a million or billion pieces. And I did. And it was like through that time, the first couple years after her her death, I would fall. I would be okay for a while, and then I would fall into what this pit of despair and just barely able to pull myself out of it. So in saying that, I'm going to say I remember that pit very well and I hope that I can bring this message across to make sense to somebody that might be going through a pit themselves today. You know, sometimes we're, uh, Joseph went through a lot. Sometimes it's not an overnight thing. He went through it for years, actually, and uh, one thing after another. But he came through it, and we all do. The Lord is so faithful to us. So, I'm going to start in Genesis 37. Um, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to read the whole story about Joseph. Most of you know that he was uh, thrown in a pit by his brothers and uh, they were hoping that he would die there, I guess. They were just so jealous and envious and, you know, Joseph was chosen by God. Joseph was anointed by God. He, he had a destiny that was given to him by God. He was favored by God. He was favored by his earthly father. But God was with Joseph. And you know that sounds, that whole thing that I just said, it sounds like a a totally winning combination. And judging from all of that and where he was with the Lord, it would look like Joseph had it made. You know, his, his father loved him. His earthly father, he was favored by his earthly father too. So it would seem as though, you know, he was living the the greatest life, the life of Riley, as you as we used to say, as we still do say sometimes. But when 
When we read the Bible, we find out that this same Joseph who had everything going for him, who was anointed by God. I want you to put yourself in Joseph's place today, who was anointed by God, who was favored by his earthly father and had so many great advantages. One day, Joseph still found himself in a pit. And I want to stop here for just a minute and tell you, if you, if, if somebody told you when you became a Christian that all your problems would be over and that you would, you would never hurt again, and the reason I say this is because this is what I was told, that you would never cry again, that you would never suffer again, they lied to you. Because the Bible says in Psalms 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So the point that I'm trying to make is that Christians have problems too. Christians go through some deep things too. Christians get sick too. Christians get in debt. Christians get divorced. They get their hearts broken. They get their their feelings hurt. Christians get into places they shouldn't be. Sometimes they fall. Sometimes, you know, they just jump in. And sometimes you're pushed into a pit like Joseph was, but regardless of how you get there and why you're there, a pit is a pit, and if you stay there, you're going to die. Dreams die in the pit. Ministries die in the pit. Gifts, callings, marriages, etc. die in the pit. Reuben, he was responsible for Joseph's pit. It was Reuben that suggested they throw Joseph in the pit, and we don't know what happened, but whatever it was, We know this, Reuben was there when Joseph was thrown into the pit, but he was not there when he was lifted out. The point is Reuben was surprised. Reuben was shocked because he saw him go into the pit. He saw him struggling and begging to to be delivered from the pit. But now he's looking into the same pit, expecting to see pitiful Joseph full of fear and confusion, stressing and crying and begging to be delivered. But Joseph wasn't there some of you are going through something many of you are going through something some of you are going through the pit and it's obvious because you you can just tell by observing people observing the things that they say observing the way that they act it tells you that there's something that they need to overcome. It tells you that they might be in that pit, that there are some people that even helped put them in the pit. They watched you struggle. They watched you. They pushed you. They, they watched you scratching and clawing and trying to climb your way out of the pit. But let me say you're coming out of the pit. I'm prophesying this today. I'm declaring to you today that you're coming out of the pit. I don't know what the pit is for you today. It may be a pit of debt. It may be sickness. It may be bondage, addiction. It might be despair or depression. It might be marital problems. It might be something so deep, so dark and impossible that you you feel like giving up. Maybe, maybe it, it may be a spiritual pit. You just don't feel like uh, God. You don't feel God like you used to feel God. Maybe you just don't feel him. Maybe the enemy's whispering in your ear. You know, maybe God's left you. Maybe God doesn't love you anymore. Maybe you sin too much. You know, I don't know what your pit is. 
They all come in all different shapes and sizes. I, I don't know what that pit is for you, but I want to say to you right now by faith, this, this is going to be your last night in the pit. Quit, quit crawling and, and trying to dig your way out of that pit. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalms 30 verse 5. Reuben came back to the pit where he last saw Joseph and Joseph wasn't there. So there are some people that that thought they knew you pretty good. They thought they knew where to look for you. They even talked about your pitiful condition maybe to other to other people that you knew. But you know what? That was yesterday. That was yesterday that that I was in the pit. It was yesterday that you were in the pit. I looked like I was going to die in the pit. You looked like you were going to die in the pit. I remember what it felt like. I felt like I was going to die in the pit. But I heard a word. Don't die in the pit. The fall doesn't have to be fatal. Don't die in the pit. Just because you were pushed into the pit doesn't mean you have to die there. Don't quit dreaming. Don't quit trusting. Don't quit expecting because God has an answer for you. God has a way to bring you through. So it looked like Joseph was going to die in the pit. But through this turn of circumstances, in a matter of minutes, Joseph Joseph was up out of this pit. And he was on solid ground. So let me tell you, God God is going to turn it around. I don't know who, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know how, I don't know when he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. If you learn anything from the Bible, it's that God is a God of the turnaround. We actually did a lesson on that recently. Downtown at uh, Cyrus 7 called uh, the the comeback by Louis Giglio and excellent it was an excellent class God is the God of the turnaround look at Joseph's life look at Job look at Daniel look at the the three Hebrew children look at Jonah look at Jesus from Genesis to Revelation God is turning it around And if you haven't been convinced yet, all you have to do is look in the mirror. Some of you might have been, uh, in in days gone by, you know, you might have been out in sin. Some of you might have been thieves and liars. Some of you were adulterers or fornicators. Some of you were alcoholics and drug addicts. Who knows? But But that was the old man. That was before Jesus. It's a different day now. It's a new day now. So notice, one minute Joseph was in the pit, one minute he was in the dark, one minute he was terminal, one minute it looked like the end, and then suddenly everything changed. There was a turnaround. In an instant, everything changed. In one minute, there was that turnaround. One minute it was terminal. One minute it was staring him in the face. And the next minute it was over and it was behind him. So you're standing on the verge of a turnaround and that's going to change everything Peter fished all night remember that he caught nothing but in one act of obedience in a suddenly in one act of obedience obey the word of the Lord he went from nothing to too much he went from empty nets to breaking nets he went from empty boat to sinking boat he went from lost to 
to profit, from weeping to rejoicing, from, from loser to winner. Suddenly, it was a suddenly. Suddenly this happens. At the lowest point in Joseph's life, physically and spiritually, God stepped in. What got him out? Praise got him out. Praise is what got him out. It doesn't matter how you got in the pit. It doesn't even matter who it was that pushed you in the pit or what it was that put you in that pit. But praise will get you out. And the point that I'm trying to make is that praise doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be powerful. Just start where you are. Anybody can put on a, a beautiful praise. You know, when there is no battle there, anybody can do that. Anybody can praise God when the sickness is healed and you're well again. Anybody can praise God in the good times. Anybody can praise God when the marriage has already been restored. But can you praise him in, in the midst of the mess? Can you praise him when the... The family still needs to be mended. When Can you praise him when you're still in the midst of the sickness? When you've got a good retirement, money in your wallet and money in the bank, anybody can praise God then. But it takes something. It takes something to shout in the face of the devil. It takes something to praise in the face of the, the doctor's bad report. It takes something to shout when you have you don't have anything. Maybe you don't even have grocery money or rent money. It takes something in you to give praise in that place. It takes something when you're going through the fire to lift your hands and lift your voice and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The point is don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Start in the dark while the walls are closing in on you. Start with the while you're in the hospital bed or at the bottom of the pit. Or maybe when you're in the middle of your pain. Start your praise now. It might not be pretty. It may not feel good. It may not, you may not even feel like doing it. But by faith you do it. God wants your praise through your tears. Through your groans. He wants it while your heart is breaking. He wants it through your, your bloodshot eyes. He wants it when, when it doesn't make sense. He wants it. He wants it and he wants it loud and he wants it crazy. He wants it when you're going through hell. He wants it when you, you don't feel a thing. When you don't feel a thing, you raise your arms and you praise him anyway. I feel like someone's getting breakthrough. I feel like someone's getting the idea. Don't wait till everything's perfect. Don't wait till you feel good to praise God. Don't wait until everything is feeling right and, and looking better. Start where you're at right now. Job lost everything that he had. But after he had lost everything, after his, his heart here was broken in a million pieces, more tragedy than any human being should ever, ever have to endure. But in the middle... In the middle of it all, Job gave God praise. The Bible says he arose, he rent his mantle, he shaved his head, and he fell down on the ground and he worshipped. It wasn't a pretty sight. He worshipped through tears. He worshipped through groanings. He worshipped with a broken heart. He worshipped through his pain. He worshipped through his confusion. He gave God praise. And he gave him praise in the middle of his mess. It wasn't beautiful. 
Job's worship kept him connected to his destiny. And in the end, God blessed him with more. He restored everything to him and he gave him double. We don't have to have... We don't have the benefit of choosing the problems. We don't have the benefit of choosing the trials and the fiery trials and the afflictions and the and life that we're going to go through. We don't have that choice. You know, uh, we don't know what's going to come our way. It could be divorce, sickness, loss of a loved one. It could be debt, false accusations. It could be betrayal. But we can choose this we can choose our praise it's a weapon we can lift up our praise we've got that no matter what we don't praise by our feelings we don't praise by our emotions I've said that over and over again I don't have to feel good to praise God I can praise him by faith I can count my blessings by faith so you see the devil's purpose for the pit is to kill your praise the devil hates your praise Joseph was not the only man of God who ever found himself in a pit. You know, there was David. David said, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings in Psalms 40, verse 2. And then Jeremiah the prophet found himself in a pit in Jeremiah 38. And Abelimech, probably didn't pronounce that right, The Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Put now these old cast clouts and rotten rags under thine arms, under the cords. And Jeremiah did so. So they offered Jeremiah, God's man, the prophet of God, mighty man of faith. They offered him these these old, thrown out, filthy, rotten, stinking rags to put under his arms so they could lift him up out of the pit. So it wasn't looking so pretty. It wasn't smelling so good. So the reason, and I'm going to tell you right now, the reason some haven't gotten out of their pit yet is they're too proud. You want to praise God on your terms. You want to praise God when the times look good. You want to praise God when you feel like it. You want to praise God when everything is looking good, makes sense, feels good. You want to praise God when it's convenient and it's quiet. Maybe your pride is keeping you bound. Maybe your pride is keeping you in the pit. In Isaiah 61, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Let me say that one more time. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You and I, I think back the time when I was in the pit after my daughter died. I think back on those times and how dark they were and how hard it was to raise my voice in praise. I didn't feel like praising. I wasn't happy. I was so heavy. But he didn't say, you know, he didn't say it would be easy. He didn't say it would feel good. He didn't say it would be pretty. As a matter of fact, it isn't always pretty. But Joseph, Joseph got out of that pit. Remember David's praise in 2 Samuel. After many years of of the ark of God being absent from Israel, David the king finally brings it home. The ark symbolizing the presence, the, the guidance, the protection, the favor of God to his people. 
David was so excited about bringing the ark back that the Bible says he danced before the Lord with all his might. And then David's wife saw him dancing and she despised him in her heart. Michael, his wife. His praise embarrassed her. So what she was saying is was that that was shameful. That was embarrassing. That was ugly. That was humiliating. And David could said, "You're right, honey. You know what? That was no way for a king to act. I should have, I should have composed myself. I should have behaved myself better. I'm sorry that I embarrassed you." But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. What David said was, "If you don't like my praise, if you thought my praise was." was too ugly or or too over the top for you, if you thought my praise was embarrassing, if you thought my praise was ugly, you haven't seen anything yet. So, you know, friends, we need to quit worrying about what everybody else thinks and just give God the best praise that you have. Don't dress it up. Don't make it look pretty. Just give it up. Just give God your praise. Give him your praise. Lift it up to him, no matter what it looks like. By the time it reaches God, it's going to sound like the angels are singing. How about that? Let me tell you this. There are some people that expected you to die in that pit. But you're going to disappoint them. Because there's an anointing in you that's bigger than the pit. And when Joseph was thrown into the pit... It was empty, but he filled it with praise. He filled up the pit with praise. But you know what his brothers wanted to do? They wanted to fill it with dirt and bury him. They wanted to bury him. They wanted that to be his grave. So I'm going to close right here. I'm going to say, you know what? If you're not too proud to put on some old clothes and put on some praise and lift up your hands, even in your mess, I see you coming through loud and clear. I see you coming through with a shout. I see you coming through shouting your way out. I see you coming through dancing your way out. I see you running your way out. You can fill your pit with praise. And when that pit gets filled with praise, it will spit you out just like the whales spit Jonah out. Think about Jonah for a minute. Come out of that whale's belly. He wasn't pretty, but he was free. He was out. He came out ugly, but you know what? He came out. And and I'll tell you right now, I believe that today, and I'm, I am going to close right here because I, I'm going to go to my prayer closet and pray because God has been so good to me to bring me through so much throughout my life. But I'll tell you what, I believe that somebody's coming out today. Somebody's coming out of that pit today and you're going to come out with praise even if it doesn't look that pretty. I declare that over you in the name of Jesus and I thank God for you. And I will pray with you, each and every one of you that ever come to this podcast or ever go to my YouTube uh, channel. You know, every night, I will say almost every night, there are some nights like last night we had communion and we didn't get to pray for everything and everybody because we were focusing ourselves on the Lord and, and particular things. 
that the Lord would have us pray about. But almost every night we lift up people that are out there that we don't even know y'all lift you up and pray that you're coming through that nothing will stop you that the, the, the evil one can't touch you that protection is all around you and let let me just uh, let me reiterate i believe today somebody's coming out of the pit somebody's coming out of the pit today in jesus name <laughs>